my god, Joyce, I'm already sweating. <laughs> it's like, why is this episode the most like heated episode possible? That doesn't make any sense. Like, we can talk about trauma, we can talk about like our our childhoods, but all of a sudden we get to like media literacy. Me- oh. Everything okay. goes well. Wacky. Listeners, on this episode of Hot Water in the Morning, um, my name's Jason. My name is Joyce. And uh, <laughs> this episode, we're talking about our music tastes, I guess. Music, <laughs> just music. It's weird. It's such a, like, sounds so simple, but it's not. It's it's deceiving, deceptively simple, I think. I had a lot of notes for this. I, I always have a lot of notes. I had a lot of notes. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's, it's when you expect it the least. Um, so for any listeners, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure you give us a little follow and rate our podcast five stars and Apple podcast people do whatever button you see first. Just click Mm it. Let's see what happens. Close your eyes. (laughs) Close your eyes and click. And you can follow us on Instagram at Hot Water in the Morning. Um, I've been putting a lot of effort into making little Instagram clips. Apparently, Joyce says I'm a natural Instagrammer, which I fervently disagree with but um i have if the you are technical listening skill. <laughs> yeah if you're listening right now please go to our instagram and comment on any post and say jason is an instagram god this is the best post i've ever seen in my life thank you <laughs> please don't do that i may shrivel and die <laughs> um okay so yeah we're talking about music today on this episode to explore how that impacts our chinese canadian existential crisis extravaganza everything's a crisis is what i'm realizing i'm like oh something as simple as like how much i like taylor swift crisis (laughs) (laughs) um but before we start as we always do our favorite segment whatsapp wisdom joyce would you like to start us off my whatsapp wisdom is to keep going to your local library because my parents went to our local library that just got renovated for the first time in like 30 years and sent me some pictures on WhatsApp and it made me very happy. Just think about like the fact that I go to the library every week here in Victoria and it only would have been possible because they would drag me there all the time. So oh my gosh. Yeah, go libraries. Love you That's all. so cute. <laughs> Did you, growing up, did you do the, like, library, like, summer reading club? Didn't need to. I read Like a Maniac all year round. (laughs) (laughs) I was a fiend. I was checking out books, like, stacks and stacks of books all the time in kind of a, yeah, it was very exciting. But as I was talking to somebody about this yesterday, I had kind of a somewhat sad realization (laughs) and thinking about for most of the time during the week, my parents would be at work or commuting home from work, and I would barely get to see them, um, that going to the library was really our main, like, hangout time. Mm. So it made me think about, like, oh, maybe that's why I like the library so much now. (laughs) It's, like, one of the few times I had, like, leisure time with my parents. Oh, wow, that's so nice. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, for my WhatsApp wisdom, it's also sort of an update, uh, listener update, stakeholder meeting. So um, you probably know, like, we're recording these ahead of time, and we had a bit of a delay. So we're we're finally starting to release episodes, and um, the episode one, the money episode, was out in the world. And in the episode, I talk about my piano and how I um, just bought the shittiest one that I could find off Facebook Marketplace to begin with. In re-listening to it, and some of my friends listening to it, and now I'm having conversations with everyone... It, it, again, my like relationship to money is evolving on the fly, like on, mid, yeah, mid-flight. Yeah. We are reporting live at the scene of the crime. Breaking, breaking news, <laughs> Jason has trauma. Um, and uh, so through those conversations, it kind of got to this point of like, oh, Jason, like maybe it's time to upgrade my piano. So I did. 
I bought really? a piano. Oh my god. I went the with my friend. Happened. The impossible <laughs> happened. I went with my friend. So Thomas, shout out to Thomas, who made our theme music. He, me and him went to like the music store, Longham and Quaid. He's like, Jason, like, just like put your hands on some keys and like, you know, just like see how it feels. And he like walked me through the like business case lifecycle analysis of like, this is a valuable asset to own in 10 years. <laughs> so anyways, so he convinced me. He thoroughly convinced me. And then he's like, just order it online. And it'll be great. And so I got home. I opened up my browser. I put the um, the piano in my cart. I also bought a pedal. I also bought a stand. It was in my cart for like 48 hours. I was like, I, I can't. Like, this is that's, the worst. That's a lot. That's intense. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. This is so stupid. Like, I'm not even. Uh, why would I buy this? Like, yeah, no, yeah. this is terrible. Like, this oh is. Oh, my God. Jason, and then you're why... like, then I'm stupid for worrying about it, too. Oh, my gosh. Layers of stupidity. <laughs> but after uh, a prolonged stress episode, God. I press push. Purchase. Purchase. Um, and so my WhatsApp wisdom is I told my parents about it. I didn't lie to them about the price. That's huge. You know what? what? Joyce, they were proud of me. Oh my God. That's so sweet. <laughs> they were like, oh my gosh, Jason, our um or the investment. money that we investment <laughs> when you were a child, all the time that we like brought you to piano lessons. We're so glad that like you're like finding it's like bringing you enjoyment now as an adult oh so, wow. wow that's that those are some healing words like oh i think there are gosh. people that are probably waiting their whole life to hear something like that <laughs> i know i would be just for my parents to say like well i'm glad you're like and yeah maybe that's the same thing like it's my parents investment into like go taking me to the library they're like happy to hear that i'm checking out all like every cookbook i can get my hands on maybe maybe that's it that's all that's all the parents really want you know we always think they want such grandiose things from Mm. us but maybe something simple like enjoying some things having music and joy in your life yeah 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 and you know i guess it's fair to say some parents have a hard time expressing that Mm. but that's that's so great good job Jason oh thank you big win (laughs) so anyways um music weirdly music related too weirdly music related because piano was your like musical origin story (laughs) but I don't know (laughs) yeah okay so where does our music trauma begin like do you have anything before the piano your pianoing era i started playing piano when i was four so i started playing piano before i knew how to read like (laughs) i could form conscious i had object permanence you know (laughs) (laughs) wild yeah Yeah. i guess so oh you also learned piano i did yeah but i was like seven okay or so so i was like double your age (laughs) (laughs) which is a weird way to think about it but it's kind of true yeah did your brother play piano uh a little bit like we both very loosely like did piano lessons for a bit and then we both kind of stopped around the same time yeah 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 yeah. that one didn't stick but i definitely played piano before i like understood what music tastes were like Um... i didn't like like music yeah right or i didn't know what music to like yeah 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 Yeah. ah okay so i think this is the rich vein to mine like i think i felt like i needed to like consciously decide (gasps) i felt like like that too oh my god okay oh my god oh my god okay you go first (laughs) like i felt like i didn't listen to music until like i was in like grade eight at which point i'm like "Mm." probably I'm falling mm. behind. I need to like acquire some music tastes. Or yeah, like if people were talking about what artists they like and I didn't have an answer because I didn't listen to music like that, mm. I didn't really know what to do. And so probably around like grade six or grade seven, we had to do a project on like either, either a Canadian musician or like some kind of Canadian like icon, you know, right. celebrity. Right. So I picked Avril Lavigne for mine. And I'm like, yeah, I like Avril Lavigne. And then probably from the day I did that project until like 
high school the second like the later half of high school mm. I told everyone my favorite artist was Avril Lavigne <laughs> <laughs> so I just committed to the Avril Lavigne lifestyle and I do like Avril Lavigne's music but yeah. I can't say like it's because I was emotionally attached to it it was that right. like conscious decision making yeah. that I made so I think this persists as a problem for me even today in therapy this is what I talked to my therapist about is like I know I like things like intellectually, like I've like constructed reasons as to why it's okay to like something, but like, I don't have an attachment. Like I, I asked other people like, oh, like what kind of music do you like? You know, do you think you have good taste in music and yada, yada, yada. And they're like, yeah, they just like, I like the music that it like makes me feel something. And right. Like, you don't, don't feel stuff. I I have to like peel it through layers of okay. It's you have not to be like, cringe. oh, this is like technically like, oh, the sound production is like so good on this. Fascinating. This is like an aliens observing humans podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe like we are where we were like felt like little aliens mm. because my parents didn't really have quote unquote music culture for mm. sure they're busy mm. escaping communism <laughs> that'll do it man that'll that'll take up your agenda there's no song sweeter than freedom <laughs> <laughs> that has to be like a ccp like playlist hit there's no song sweeter than freedom <clears throat> yeah i don't know if it's too early to like drag the parents into this yet but <laughs> no they're being dragged so i think okay i think two two i had two parent notes one was my dad doesn't like having the radio on while driving because it stresses him out <laughs> uh, i know a lot of dads <laughs> like that <laughs> so we just drove in silence and like eight hour road trips in silence <laughs> Um, that's crazy <laughs> that's like people going to the gym with no music yeah. oh i'm pretty sure my dad doesn't listen to music at the gym actually i need to ask him oh my gosh oh my so God. um so what's your other parent note okay i have a third one now oh my gosh. dad he likes listening to um russian war songs <laughs> very very ccp core oh my god (laughs) he regularly shows me youtube video i think last episode or i was telling you about my dad's uh youtube travel vlog addiction so travel vlogs russian so he he shows me russian ballet and no not russian ballet well he also shows me russian ballet but he shows me like um army military like um marching band yes yeah 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 yeah. oh my god um so my dad listens to literally communist anthems what a sleigh that's a sleigh for me (laughs) holy moly (laughs) uh what kind of music do do your parents listen to um my dad i think he picked up all his music taste when he was living in virginia when he first like fled vietnam so all of his music is like u.s music like hotel california yeah like that kind of stuff but he doesn't really listen to it like actively i think my dad is like maybe he had a similar thing where he was like i will enjoy i will actively choose to enjoy this music Mm. because this will help me like like, fit in and stuff Mm. but you know once in a while we let out the the hotel california (laughs) so my dad kind of has really random music taste like i can't say there's a genre or anything that he likes he does drive with the radio on (laughs) maybe that's gonna be our like you know our our comment our call to action at the end let us know if your dad drives with music on (laughs) or off because i've met many dads like when i was younger and my friend's dads would drive us places it would be like can't talk and you can't play. <laughs> um so my dad's kind of like a wild card mm. for music okay um does your mom have any music like hot so, takes i feel like my mom listens to pretty like if you can imagine like 80s mandarin yeah pop. like yes. I think Same. this is played on like um cctv like it's the like chinese the Central... chinese mom start a pack playlist like every chinese mom like knows all these songs yeah totally um, yeah my mom listened to oh what's her name it's like teresa teresa Tao or Tao, yeah um uh the 
the moon knows my heart do you know yes. the song? i don't know the names of any of these songs oh. but my mom will say my mom really likes singing actually oh. so you're in choir my mom also like joined a choir a couple of years ago oh my gosh. and every time i called her her main update was like, joyce i'm like learning how to sing with my diaphragm can't you hear how clear my voice is <laughs> yeah it's so clear it's so great and she's like I can talk for hours and not like feel winded so wow. you know if, if any of you have the the issue of like feeling winded when you talk consider singing lessons because that's it. yeah that's what help my mom um but she sings kind of the same like five to six songs okay like as her go-to's like when she's mm. like showering or when she's like doing the dishes mm. um for some reason the one that stands out to me is the christmas song called silver bells but okay. like like a ballad version oh is this one, i'm gonna like check mm. the lyrics real quick but anyway she sings this christmas song doesn't have to be christmas but she sings that all year round and whenever i hear this song yeah the one that's like city sidewalks busy sidewalks dressed in oh. holiday style yeah she likes that one and so now whenever i hear it i think about my mom okay <laughs> so she's like cantonese pop from the 80s and this christmas song and she seems very committed to like never listening to new music actually <laughs> those are it music she doesn't died need at any the more end. music yeah 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 um now that we're talking about it i want to share three songs that my dad likes um <laughs> one is scarborough fair by simon and garfunkel um another song is love theme from romeo and juliet 1968 do you know what this song is no it's called, i don't think what so. is a youth um and it's uh, from like romeo and juliet yeah somehow? i'll read out some lyrics what is a youth impetuous fire what is a maid ice and desire the world wages on wags on a rose will bloom it then will fade so does a youth so does the fairest maid. All right. There <laughs> you go. This is a song that my dad likes. <laughs> um, and then the last song is this like Mongolian, or I think it's like, it's probably like a Chinese pop song, but it's like right. written from the perspective of like a Mongolian like shepherd boy. Well, is it and... like Chinese like cultural appropriation? I think so. And okay, it's that's like, cool. it's kind of like, okay, so the 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 theme of this song is here's this um, boy from the countryside and he yeah. moves to the big city oh. and he is sort of, he, his heart is aching for the like Mongolian countryside or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to find the lyrics. Just while you, while you search that up, I was just thinking like, like how my mom never listens to new music, but my dad will like, he'll dabble in new mm -hmm. music here and mm -hmm. there. I just remember like being like a early like a teenager and my dad would listen to taylor swift music and we would like oh. talk about taylor swift together and i never knew if he like actually liked taylor swift or if he just listened to her music so he could talk to me about it wow that's so nice <laughs> this is really cute it's dead yeah. um <laughs> so this song is called uh fu chin de taoyuan mu chin de he which is Father's Meadow and Mother's River. And um, the lyrics are, my father was from like a endless grassland. Um, my mom likes to trace the great river. And then the kind of chorus part is, oh, my father's grassland, my mother's river. It is no longer useful. You cannot speak in the mother language. Please accept my sorrow and joy. I'm a kid from the steps. There's a song in my heart. And, uh, oh, I don't know this part. But, um, yeah, anyways. It's That's about... cool. <laughs> what year is that song from? Like, what a great Google question. Say? Does Google say? Yeah, because I feel like my parents have, like, a cap on, okay, any music made past, like, you know, 1992 mm. off the table table and i used to think that was so weird i was like why don't you guys just listen to new music 
because mm-hmm. I'm a kid and I knew everything. But now as I'm getting older and people ask me what kind of music I like, I can only list songs from before like 2015. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, like it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. Our music taste gets stuck in that era and then we never like evolve past it. Or it takes a lot of effort to like evolve past it yeah like i have every lyric of Nicki minaj's super bass memorized but i can't do that with like any new songs anymore <laughs> so Aging. interesting so interesting i couldn't find anything that's okay. unfortunately i probably i yeah it's in the archives it's in the archives um do you have baggage musical baggage <laughs> with um do you have a complex relationship with avril lavigne <laughs> Oh. it's it's like pure for you like you like avril lavigne like I think, unironically like. yeah I, th- I think i think i'm still good with avril lavigne and i think this whole like parents music taste tangent to show that like you and i just kind of like chose music to mm. like as mm. opposed to some people are like oh my dad listens to the song mm. all the time and it made me come up with this term of like it's like cultural nepotism mm. <laughs> it's like you're a nepo baby because you get to absorb your parents cultural interests right um so when people are like oh my god joyce you never watch friends like right. how could you not have watched friends i'm like dude my parents like weren't into that stuff like <laughs> what do you mean how could i not watch friends i was like busy <laughs> yeah well i think for me it's like i didn't have like a cultural guide no of yeah. like what we were, is cool and what is we not cool pioneers <laughs> totally and so we had to like make these decisions for ourselves yeah about like i need to like i don't actually know if i like it i just like I have to like do some pattern recognition of <laughs> it seems like other people like it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a thing. Um so I'm okay with Avril Lavigne. Are you okay with your your past no, music? No, zero. Oh my god, who is it? Or is it like a band or is it like a genre? <laughs> you like all listen? of it. All of them. Uh, okay, so how can I trace my journey? I think in so maybe one touch point was like my sister i think i remember her listening to like backstreet boys my brother was so useless for that he was even worse than i i don't even know if he listens to music like now (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh my my god i never thought about that i'm glad your sister had something well so she listened to like boy bands from the 90s right um nsync backstreet boys 98 degrees is oh, that I something love- <laughs> 98 degrees okay to be fair i only know like two songs from them but i love both I of the songs. Two songs and they're two good songs okay. i don't i don't fault them for it <laughs> um okay so there was that and that was like i kind of remember me i'm thinking i'm like eight to ten and then okay. at a certain point i'm like i gotta like i can't be listening to this this is like girl music and so <laughs> um i you know internal misogynist in here uh, whoop, whoop. um so then again thomas the friend who helped me buy the piano he was um i kind of tried to like associate myself with him mm-hmm. um and his like coolness um he was like a long-haired tall guitar man oh my god uh, i mean boy but um you know he was cool and yeah middle school or whatever is what i perceive so uh he and he listened to a lot of acdc um oh. which i think i listened to a little bit and again it was sort of this like i felt like even, i had to go through this like cultural like even now i have to google and be like wait what songs did acdc sing because it was just like not in my radar oh, like okay there were too many like white dad rock bands that white i couldn't keep bands. up and okay. I'm like, oh, this is a little too much. Um, so, this- yeah, that was, I think, my first, like, beginning into, I need to, like, do some excavation here. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't, I never really got into ACDC, but for some reason, I liked Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, and Rush. Do nice. you know these bands? I've heard of them, and um, that's amazing. about it. <laughs> amazing. Um, one problem with this is, like, I don't think I, like, necessarily even like listen to the lyrics like i don't uh, think I you're had... like this is melodically cool <laughs> like i don't think i had the like 
like the critical eye of like let me just like like is this good or bad i just assumed oh it's good this well, is what for I some people to. um i don't know if like when you listen to music now do you like listen for lyrics or do yeah. you just listen yeah okay because some people are just like that i'm like a listen for lyrics person but then mm. nico is like he could listen to the same like song for and he'll like have it on repeat and i'm like don't you want to like kill yourself at any point (laughs) and he's like what do you mean that's so relaxing it's like the same like bpm no yeah i yeah you guys just are like that so yeah back then you started early and you're like no lyrics no lyrics agenda (laughs) so i think there became this point where it's like it was like not embarrassing for me to like Mm. black sabbath but there's this realization of like oh this is about like sex and rock and roll and drugs and like i'm like oh like i didn't realize that i didn't sign up for this (laughs) i didn't sign up for that i just thought this was like cool white people music um and, and i think there was also there's this like have you heard this thing in like culture where like people like maybe it's a function of the patriarchy but they really look down on like boy bands and right. like anything a teenage girl anything that a teenage girl and likes yeah. bad bad still right? persistent to this day so yes <laughs> very familiar okay, so i think you know a part of this patriarchy is like oh i remember the good old days the golden age of rock and i'm like <laughs> oh, no. i don't know what you're saying sir and your beard is very large but like you, you seem to have power in this world so i'm going to agree with you i mean not a bad idea like definitely aligning with like white people music mm. was always the move i think like when i was starting to have my musical brain like evolving mm. it was like avril lavigne simple plan mm. whatever was on the radio but then like sounds like we sound so dated when the internet started being <laughs> a thing jason <laughs> When the internet started to change everything because oh you can God. listen to like i don't know like high school musical and stuff like non-stop right on the internet oh my god what was your first like how did you listen to music did you have an mp3 player did you have yeah yeah i had a oh what ipod is it i hadn't not the ipod shuffle but it had like the little screen and the little like scrolly wheel. And it was like the size of like a Twinkie bar. Okay. Um, I had that iPod and I was like getting my music off of LimeWire. Yo, what's up? Viruses left, right, and center. Yo, what's up? My dad, so my dad works in IT and he came up with like kind of a safeguard um, to prevent me from just nuking every computer I got my hands on. Um, So in like, you know, Windows 2000 and Windows XP, you can yeah. have like user profiles. Okay. He he would set up like non-admin user profiles. Oh my god! So whenever that account got like hit with a virus, I could just we I could just log out and like nuke that account and start a new one. Oh and my the computer, god! My dad should have like packaged and sold that idea because that probably <laughs> saved us like millions of dollars. Joyce, you don't have cultural nepotism, but you have um, technical I IT, have IT nepotism. department nepotism, hundred percent. Because I, to this day, have to teach my dad how to like do his taxes. Because he like, yeah, I can't say my dad's like he, he doesn't have everything, but he had the cybersecurity on right. lock Dang. in our house. Okay. Um, but yes, I was downloading. Well, yeah, I was listening to like kind of Disney Channel music hmm. so you know i was i was in i was a i was a teenage girl having a good time trying to ignore the patriarchy i became very aware of it very young <laughs> i'm like why does everyone think liking hannah montana is like stupid like right. it's a good song yeah. um so yeah so i was listening to like disney channel stuff i was listening mm. to like whatever canadian radio like mm. even now I have a playlist on Spotify that's called early 2000s Canadian radio and it's all the music I used to on the radio <laughs> and oh I made gosh. that playlist by the way I didn't find it oh I'm the one making this damn playlist wow so okay that was my like first era okay okay music how many hours of your life do you think you've spent renaming um metadata <laughs> tags <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean luckily probably like zero i'm okay. like good luck 
to whoever owns this information. I'm just I'm just downloading and listening. And I would listen to a lot of music on YouTube. Mm. But because it took so long for YouTube music or music videos to like buffer, mm. I would like have three or four music oh, videos, yeah. load them and just like manually play them. Like <laughs> one by one like as they you're finish. DJing your own set <laughs> I was oh my god the set has four songs that's the whole set um but it really made me realize like this is why I only like like seven songs oh my in the year of 2024 I only like these songs because I just listen to them on repeat constantly because wow. we didn't have a choice yeah time. yeah yeah that's so funny oh my god okay did you have a iPod, yeah. Uh, I did have an iPod, similar to a, a theme. Um, I would never have my own. My sister would be at the forefront of our technology. She would buy all yes. the things, and then I would get started um, early. <laughs> I, so, uh, my first iPod was her, my sister's old iPod Nano. I think like the first ever iPod Nano, like a second gen. Yeah. Um, not was the, it like, like the white one? Yeah, it was like or black was it and silver. Okay, yeah. black front. That's that's pretty much the one I had too. I don't know okay. which gen I yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. I bought my or like I think my brother bought it like off of his friend or okay. something. Yeah. So yeah, my parents never like gave us one. We had yeah. to like hunt and gather. Crazy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um but even before that, like I know my sister had like a walkman. Yeah. Or like a disc yeah. disc man. Amazing. And um she would have like she would have all her like Backstreet Boys CDs, but I never like I don't know did you do you own CDs See, I never owned them but one of my only like CD memories is mm. um I had the high school musical soundtrack on CD because okay. I got it for Christmas yeah. and then I would borrow CDs from the library burn yeah. them on my computer yeah, yeah, yeah. and one of the, the one of those CDs was Taylor Swift's original like her first album the one like called Taylor Swift that came out in like 2006 or whatever. Oh my gosh. So I was like, I was weirdly a Swifty from the very beginning. And that was one of my like repeat albums. Um, but other than that, no. Okay. No, no semblance of things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I stole all my music. <laughs> well, I mean, that's how we were gaming too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what did totally. they expect from us? What did us, they expect? Right? um okay so are are we gonna progress up the ladder so yeah like do you still not know how to like music like what's going on (laughs) um it's still hard for me um okay there i had my like dad white white dad rock yeah phase that morphed into like jazz i (gasps) guess cool like um because in high school or in middle school high school i was in like jazz band and so from there that was like i played the saxophone so i guess i was listening to like john coltrane and miles davis and like (laughs) again like there's this weird like intellectual like this is cool music to like i get what i'm like i don't you know like it's it is cool I, I like i it's more like about the like i i couldn't appreciate the music yeah you know? yeah it's just like just by association mm. i'm like you know it's like it's not what the music sounds like it's like what the music represents totally yeah okay what did jazz like represent <laughs> well it re- represented a confused asian boy in Chilliwack. <laughs> um <laughs> so my first and that so I'm a little older now, so this is when I'm, like, first going to concerts. Yeah. So, like, you know, other wow. people, their first concert is, like, Coldplay or, like, right, Bruno right. Mars or something. You know, my first concert was at the Vancouver International Jazz Festival on, like, Granville Island at the, like, <laughs> oh my God. stage, this, totally. like, tiny, like, oh my room. God. Um, there's this um, piano player from Japan. Her name's Hiromi... Buhera, I think, and her band is called Screaming Headless Torsos, <laughs> and it's like so a cool. frog rock metal jazz fusion. Okay. Like, um, they have like time signatures in like seven sixteenths or something. Don't know what that means, but that sounds so cool. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know what it means either. <laughs> um so yeah anyways 
um, I had that period of my life. What was your first concert, Joyce? Um, my first concert was the uh, concert music. I guess it's like electronic pop. Like okay. the her name's Lights, you know? Oh, okay. Lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's such a she's such a legend because she did so many like free concerts when I was in high school. Oh my god. So she would do like the you know, like Canada Day, she'd do like mm. New Year's Eve, um, and there'd be like free venues. So me and my friends could like go. So Lights is my first concert, but weird like the pivot, like that happened a lot later. There was like this weird like early internet era between high school musical and lights mm. um where all of a sudden i could watch or i could listen to k-pop <gasps> jason jason my k-pop awakening was crazy it was like changed my brain chemistry oh forever. my gosh tell tell me tell me it everything was, it must have been like 2007 or 2008 like the first k-pop music videos to be uploaded onto youtube.com <laughs> um and it was my first time seeing like an asian person singing mm. i never like made that connection just the music my parents listened to was like on the radio or it was mm. like a cd of music but i never like saw my own eyes a bunch mm. of pretty korean boys in their skinny jeans dancing up a storm and that felt yeah that was like that, that was an awakening of something Whoa. um so i got into k-pop and then at the same time thank you internet i also got into like i could listen to anime music so mm. i was like watching naruto i was watching prince of tennis and prince of tennis was literally like my life Line. Cool. Have you ever heard of this series? Um, it's like I, I, I can group it in this like um, yes, sports. Prin- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Prince of Tennis, uh, Conan, Detective. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Same era. era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I don't even recommend it to people because okay. it's not even that good of a series. But I was so my fourteen year old brain was like so obsessed with it. Yeah. Um. So part of their marketing was publishing these like character albums where they got the voice actors to sing okay on an album so my, oh my ipod gosh. was filled with like prince of tennis character songs yeah couldn't say and it's kind of funny it's like the opposite of you where technically it's probably like not that good but i was mm. so emotionally invested into it but <laughs> i was like this is the best song ever this is like i was just so excited to like mm. oh my god i could listen to like japanese music <laughs> yeah and that was that was very like profound i feel like i i went to mars for the first time <laughs> i felt like i had a supercomputer in my ipod nano like oh just for being able to listen to like korean music and japanese music and it didn't have to be like the same Justin Bieber song that everyone right. was listening to. I was like, mm. oh, like this is cool and this is different. And then mm. eventually I caught up with some like more Canadian music right, later right. on. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so, okay. The next stop for me is okay. uh, the jazz evolved into like, I think as a society, yeah. Um, what really increased in stock was like okay. indie music, True. like Mumford and Sons, Fleet Foxes, of Monsters and Men. I would have um, just listed Mumford and Sons three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I Mumford got. Mumford and by. Sons and Sons and Sons. <laughs> yeah, Mumford and, and Sons, Sons and Mumford, Mumford and Mumford, and Sons and Sons. My favorite. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think bearded flannel wearing banjo players. Craft they beer were, drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were um, thriving. They were at a whole all-time high. Oh, good for them. Um, good, you know, good for them. So I think that was the next like target in my like cultural assimilation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, I gotta follow the trend or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think as a part of this like indie rock, part of the coolness was like the undergroundness, you know, like mm. the hipster, like yes. Oh, Yes. I'm listening to like a bootleg beat side live version that like never made it to studio. And then the like drummer died of like a heroin overdose <laughs> the next day. Or I, you know, maybe that's like a dark joke, but, totally, like, but you know, real. like that's the cool shit or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. So, um, 
that I guess like became difficult for me to like, okay, I guess like in order to be cool, I have to like find the least known music. There's like a lot more steps in it now, actually. <laughs> you can't just line wire it and like call it a day. You have to be like yeah. scrubbing forums and stuff. So this is actually how I learned how to use Wikipedia. That's is, nuts. Um, I would open up a band's Wikipedia page yeah. and then I would just scroll through the timeline and I would just like follow every hyperlink and be like, oh, this band played at, uh, you know, this music festival in 2005. And so I click on that and then I look, okay, this was the opening act for this other wow. band and so then i would click on that and then they'd be like oh this band was actually formed from three members of this band who had a very short so i'd click on that and then that was the song i'd be like this I is mean, what i'm listening to that's now that's essentially what like being a k-pop fan is like too. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like okay i gotta learn like a thousand korean names overnight like no big deal yeah. <laughs> um did you make it to any like concerts and stuff no because no, that's okay um, or like did your friend like what like would music like come up in your like conversations and stuff like what was motivating you to like hunt all this info down what a good question it's like what I, what what like um what output did you get from this? yeah i do remember making like playlists for my friends um Cute. But to like mixed, like, I think some of my friends would like it, but like, it was almost like the art, the, 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 the energy that I was putting into the research and the like compiling and mm. then like, oh, make the playlist. Like it almost like didn't become about the end product playlist. Yeah. Um, or it felt like one day I was preparing to meet this like, you know, mm. cute indie girl and I would impress mm. her with all my like. Yeah. underground garage music yeah but like, yeah i don't know it like i was like chasing a high that like i was like i was like more living in a fantasy land right right and like you said you were kind of it's like what the music represented not about actually liking the music yeah because i think back on the music that i like and i'm like probably like most of it's objectively kind of bad but i'm so like you know and sometimes the quote-unquote like emotional response isn't like oh the song like moved me to tears or the mm. song like makes me so happy it's just like oh this song it's like means something <laughs> to yeah. me and it sounds like when you were doing your wiki research wikipedia can't tell you what the song means to you right yeah oh <laughs> well, well you know when we recorded our hobbies episode I think one mm -hmm. of these questions you posed to me is like, what's a hobby that you would enjoy by yourself, even if you could like tell oh, no yeah. one about it? And I think that's an interesting <sighs> question with like music. It's like, what music would I, mm -hmm. am I listening to by myself, even if I can't share it with anyone? And yeah, mine's for a definitely my prince, my wacky ass prince of tennis music. <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> and I think that's kind of almost like, what music has become for me like it's weird for so long I like tried to learn all this music to try to again assimilate into whiteness impress white yeah. people but now yeah. it's at this point where it's like I've taken so many weird twists and turns that like the music that I do like it's like oh I'm like it's not so important for me to share anymore and I've just come mm -hmm. to this assumption that like people aren't gonna like my music I guess I don't mm -hmm. know it's like interesting Ah, I don't know. It's hard. In my mind, the only music you listen to are NPR Tiny Desk that, Concerts. That, you're not wrong, <laughs> and What do you mean people don't like NPR Tiny Desk Concerts? Everybody loves NPR Tiny Desk Concerts. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Maybe it's like there's like, like the currency mm. of music like the cultural social currency of music has like crashed yes <laughs> the market of music liking and music as an interest has like crashed partially mm. because there's so much freaking music now mm. that it almost like doesn't matter what music you like or maybe like oh what we focus on is right. different now i don't know if it's like if like 14 year olds are still sweating over oh i gotta like the cool music now or maybe yeah. they're sweating over something else 
Mm. Um, but it is it is interesting to see how times have changed. And it's like if you took the path of like, oh, find niche random music that I don't tell anyone about, like where would you have ended up? Like where mm. would you be? Yeah. I think maybe at a certain point I like became disappointed. Like I felt like I was looking for somebody to like, you know, I, I spent all this energy in learning yeah. music and I was really excited to share it with people. And then people would be like, Oh, that's like pretty Meh. interesting, Jason. Yeah. And then they wouldn't like match me on it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I spent four hours on Wikipedia yesterday, like yeah. finding this song and like other people weren't kind of like matching my intensity about it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of made me a little like disappointed. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. Disappointed. No, that makes sense. Cause you're like, it's like, I'm doing all this for you. Whether you consciously realize that or not, like, at the end of the day, you were kind of doing it for other people. Yeah. So, yeah, I can imagine. Um, hmm. hmm. Interesting. Um, Joyce, it sounds like for you, you're like, I, I'm not sure at peace is the right word, way yeah, to put I had it. A but pretty, like, jolly little music <laughs> path. So like, far. I, I feel like your music is like, you like it without shame. Well, it's like, I don't know. Liking music is kind of like liking movies. It's like mm. if you like something, like there's nothing I can really do about it. Mm. <laughs> but maybe in your mind, you're like, there is something I can do about it. <laughs> well, I think I felt a lot of music shame for like liking the yeah. wrong music. Interesting. Interesting. Whereas for you, it's like, eh, if nobody likes like, my Prince of Tennis, yeah, it's Taylor it's never Swift. it's never a matter of like wrongness. I'm like, it's mm. just music and. In my mind, like with all music, I have a hard time like disliking music anyway, because mm. I just think about the money and the resources <laughs> that like go the time. I'm like someone like this enough to like pull up to a studio and record it and like produce it and to pump some money into it. Like whatever, you know, wow. um, but I always felt like um, like I couldn't really maybe I realized early on that I couldn't really keep up with the ACDC Metallica's Led Zeppelin's so I kind of like rolled over early I'm like I don't I'm not even gonna try <laughs> to keep yeah. up I'm just gonna be over here in like little k-pop house and then the k-pop house got a big renovation because <laughs> lots of people like k-pop now <laughs> what's that like what's that like now that k-pop oh is literally God. the I'm biggest sure... thing in the world it's easy to be like salty and be like old k-pop so much better but i'm like no new k-pop is fun and like new k-pop's good i think you know they get more they get more budget <laughs> every year um k-pop groups actually go on like world tours and like that's not i don't know like younger me would be so bamboozled by it kind of like okay Kind of a sad story, but one of my one of the first K-pop groups I ever listened to in like that 2007 2008 time um, is this group called Shiny, and there's like five members in it, and I I would have their videos loaded up in my Windows because tabs didn't exist yet, so I have multiple mm. Windows open, mm. um, listen to music every day, and then in 20 oh god what year was it. I think it was 2016 or 17. They actually came to North America like for a concert, but I was too young oh. to go to concerts. So I was so sad. I was like, oh my gosh, like when's the next time a Korean band's going to come to Canada? That's so crazy. Um, but then the year, either like a year or a year and a half later, mm. one of the members actually passed away. Mm. And it was the first like celebrity death that I like kind of cared about. Oh. Sorry to all the celebrities who died before that, but <laughs> this was the first one that was like relevant to me. Yeah. So yeah, it was like so shocking. I didn't like think about how like that was even possible. So I feel like that really changed how I saw concerts moving forward. Mm. I definitely have more of like a YOLO, like your favorite band. Someone could die Whoa. anytime. Um, and like, yeah, it, it was like kind of extra dark because I allegedly it was like a suicide. So it's like mm. even more sad. So looking at like K-pop then versus K-pop now, mm. I, I have this like jadedness where mm. 
I like want all the K-pop boys and girls to like be happy and don't overwork yourselves and like don't be stressed. <laughs> it's like so sad, but I think mm. it's the reality. I don't know PSA to all the K-pop fans. Like your fate, your faves could kill themselves. Oh like, my gosh! Yeah, it's it's really scary. I don't know if like every shiny fan like has this, but it's something mm. that's like stuck with me for so long. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hear the the <laughs> life of a K-pop star is like very intense. Like it's just it's they're kind of like yeah, groomed from like they're plucked. Yes, yeah, and... they start them early, and yeah, back then it was like way more unhinged. Like I think paparazzi was like way more. There got a lot more harassment. Like there was mm. no like security. There was no anything. Um, so I kind of like took a break from K-pop. As like strange as that sounds. Hmm. I took a little break from K-pop for like five or six years and I only started listening to it again like maybe a couple of years, like two years ago right and I'm going into it now still excited for like K-pop and I saw saw 17 in concert in Vancouver wow, a couple years up? ago it was my dream it, it was truly like my dream come true because oh my gosh yeah after the whole like shiny incident I was like stand another K-pop band again <laughs> My heart was so broken. Yeah. Um, but it is, yeah, yeah, not to like stray too far from the music topic. Mm. I think it's really interesting to see like my music taste back then mm. is effectively the same now, just with uh, some updated infrastructure. Right. Right. <laughs> um, do you, um, you know, I think a topic that gets talked about a lot is like how. Mm. You have to like sometimes it's hard to like separate the art from the artist. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. Did like these kind of controversies come up in K-pop or like because I feel like this is my association with K-pop is like it's mm. so like commercialized, like it's yeah. so like processed totally. in a okay. way that yeah. like it's every everything is so like manufactured and like safe. Like you yes. don't have There's like, like no margin for error, basically. But when an error does happen and most of the 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 controversies that actually like get a result of people like who stop listening to a band or stop listening to an mm. artist or like burn all their merch, whatever it is, it's it's usually when those artists like become convicted felons and like go to jail. Um, lots of like sexual harassment, lots mm. of like domestic abuse, not mm. lots, but like you know, those it are happens. usually the ones that get people actually canceled. Right. Um. Lots of like prostitution rings. Like. Oh my gosh. Shout out to the prostitution rings in K-pop. Like, Whoa. chill. <laughs> um. So it is interesting to see like, like K-pop stands. Like, I don't know. They really will not touch. Like, they won't go anywhere near an artist after something like that happens. Uh. Um. But then, like you said, it's so manufactured that the quote-unquote controversies are usually so silly and goofy. Mm. that anyone with like three brain cells can just realize that okay this is this is it's a slow news day <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. yeah okay yeah because i don't really keep up with like western artists that much mm. like what are what other than npr tiny desk do you listen to anything else now jason <laughs> well um you know it's weird i think so on this conversation about like how i have to like make this like it's hard for me to know what i like and sometimes mm. i make like these intellectual decisions and they're not so like emotional decisions like i think mm. i made this choice to like oh i want to support like asian artists right mm, and yeah. i want to like now when i open up people's wikipedia pages i look oh do they have a uh, korean mom or whatever you know yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and like i think i make i like i make specific decisions to like yeah, oh yeah. Um, like, I think in wanting more, like, diverse voices mm. in my music, I recognize I kind of have to, like, quote-unquote, swim upstream. Like, mm. it's like, if I just, like, blindly listen, if I just hit Spotify Shuffle All, totally, it's going to, yeah. like, gear towards, like, it's going to bury sort of these, you know... <laughs> indonesian pop stars or whatever totally yeah yeah so, that you would never hear about unless you really seek it out and, oh. and so this is where i'm kind of like oh i want to make a point to like seek them out listen mm -hmm. to them i do like it but now i get into this weird 
part of like how much do i like it I yeah feel like what I about it do you it. like I, and like if it's in <laughs> korean it's like i can't even like i've been listening to a lot yeah. of jay park but like what does that mean? And maybe, I, I, I don't speak Korean. You know? I know, but no, that's interesting. Like, I never stopped to really think about, like, why do I like... Sometimes I like that I don't understand what's going on. Mm. <laughs> it's like, this This is nice, just to kind of turn my brain off in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've also been trying to hunt down some new, like, Asian-American artists. Yeah. Because, you know, Asian artists, like, in Asia have their own, mm. like, market. But I really love... Yeah, there's some been some good Asian American, Asian Canadian artists out there. Yeah. And if listeners have any recommendations, <laughs> please hand them over. Hand them hand over. Them We're two like music noobs who don't know how to music. Yeah. Apparently. Um, <laughs> NPR from Tiny Desk. Oh my for god! For the like Asian Heritage Month. Yeah. Um, that's how I started listening to Jay Park. And oh, nice. I also started listening to Audrey Nuna. Oh, um, okay. Who is, yeah, like a Korean American, like rapper, R&B. Ooh. I don't know. But I've been listening to a lot of her. Um, yeah. I'll send you some music later. Excellent. I like it. I like, I, I think, I think it's great. I like it a lot. But then sometimes I still like, I don't know. It's like I second guess myself, and like I don't, oh. I don't know, like if I'm like recommending this like Audrey Nuna song to my friend, they're like, oh, Jason, like I don't know. I'm just anticipating their judgment of like the only reason you like her is because she's Asian American, and I'm oh. like, no, I think it's good. Ah, I but don't. You can't. But you feel like you can't back that up at the same time. Yeah. Ah, oh, interesting. Well, I think maybe maybe like a little reassurance that most of the time no one really harsh judgments your music unless they're like a really big asshole. <laughs> to be honest, like same thing with movies. I feel like like okay, like we all paid $13 to be here in this dark mm. room together. Like you I don't pay $13 to like go be an asshole <laughs> like right. afterwards. I paid $13 so I could be entertained, get a little hee hee ha ha. And um, <laughs> and maybe maybe the thing that like that helps me with my music decision making process, it's like I don't feel like I need to commit to an, a music opinion forever. Mm. I can be like, yeah, like, you know, I thought the Prince of Tennis music was like Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> <laughs> that should have that should have gotten a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> But looking back, I'm like, oh my god, that was that was rough. Like, why why did I listen to that and nothing else? Um, but it's not always, yeah, it's not necessarily about the quantitative qualities yeah. of it, um, which I know you like to have. I love to, <laughs> Joyce. Um, since we had our like uh, work episode, and I dunked on Nico and every architect out there. Have they been coming out of the woodworks? I feel really bad about that. Like, legitimately, when you were saying that, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, Jason, why do you have to be such an asshole? Like, why are you? like? (laughs) I think it's like maybe my issue is less so much about architects. So since you brought that up, I was like, I'm packaging. And I'm like, Jason, why do I have this feeling about architects? I think for one, I think engineers are naturally inclined to hate architects. It's true because, because architects are naturally inclined to hate engineers. <laughs> well, architects, they make this whole, like they make engineers jobs harder. They because do. Because they dream they... something up and, they and then know the it. engineers like, are you kidding oh, yeah. me? Like, oh, and that's they... the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's like, what they live for though. Like they live off of that. <laughs> so I think already there's some latent animosity there. Yes, In the yeah. same way that like um white old men hate Taylor Swift. Yes. Engineers yes. hate architects, right? So Fair. I think there, that was one level of it. But I also think another piece of it is I'm being an architect, it sends me back to like my cringe high school days uh-huh. where I'm like, oh, so I think that's what I associate architecture with is like mm. my own angsty 17 year old wow. self um so i that's something i uncovered the reason i bring all this up is because there was also a time yes i wanted to be an architect at one point at another time i wanted to write for pitchfork do you know what pitchfork is no it's this like 
indie music blog oh, thing. Oh, so cool. I'm, that, I'm like so embarrassed to admit that. Like that's really? so cringy to me now. <laughs> Jason, like, I like I was on Tumblr. Like nothing can touch me anymore. Like Tumblr <laughs> was like the epicenter of cringe. Nothing gets worse than that to me. So I think that's great though. It's It's like anyone... Maybe this is like maybe this is my outlook on all media. It sounds like like music, shows, TV. I'm like, if you care enough about something to like Mm. put effort into anything, Mm. it's like a success to me. Because I'm like, because I I guess like I understand like how much time and effort and like Wikipedia reading. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, like like oh, they must have put a lot of work into this. Well, I can't say like it's bad because what do I know also like I have no musical knowledge like whatsoever yeah, yeah I don't I don't think there's anything cringe with oh you writing gosh. for the pitchfork I I <laughs> wish I had your kind of compassion gentleness mm. because the reason I bring this up is because you were talking about like how like assholes judge other people's movie <laughs> yeah. taste music taste like the reason I cringe so hard at like wanting to be a pitchfork writer is yeah. like I feel like I meet these kind of people at parties mm-hmm. who are like music critics who are like oh, scary you know this taylor swift song is so derivative or blah yeah, blah, yeah, blah yeah. you know like they just get into it's that like, kind of talk totally totally and i'm like shut up dude but also i'm like frick i was at one point that was what i thought ah, i it's should like, have been you, you know feared like like an alternate universe of yourself oh my god that's Ah. dark jason yeah that's the multiverse (laughs) anti-jason anti-jason from universe 507 or whatever oh no he's not a good person and he hates taylor swift oh no so that makes sense why you're probably so hesitant to like (laughs) decide that you like music (laughs) it's oh my god that's that's so interesting yeah Oh, well, good for you, Jason. I feel okay. like you've come so far. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> In this whole conversation, I couldn't even, I only touched on my Taylor Swift era, my Taylor Swift arc, but I too followed society's like rise and fall and internalized misogyny and then rise mm. again mm. Um, after I've overcome my internalized misogyny. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I don't actually hate Taylor Swift or people don't just hate Taylor Swift. People hate women. People hate, People women. hate successful women. Shit. Yeah. Being like 15 years old and figuring that out was quite exciting. Whoa. Did Tumblr help you realize that? What? A little, yeah, Tumblr helped me like figure a lot of things out. I think it was helpful to have that like counter narrative um, for right. a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Now I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. That that journey. You, do you want a open can i open the floor to you for like yeah. a five minutes of taylor swift talk or whatever oh do you no have any taylor swift <laughs> hot takes it's for our seo you know the taylor swift oh no we're gonna get all the scary people don't hurt me no <sighs> the taylor swift hot take is like in the internalized misogyny like mm. character arc that we all went through mm. um i the thing i internalized the most was learning that having People won't like you if you have too many feelings because people Mm. always clown on her for like being sad and writing about her exes and like always dating and always breaking up with people. So it pushed this message into me that like, you have to be the chill girl. You have to be cool and you like can't get upset about things because if you're upset, you're needy. And if you're needy, you're annoying and no one will ever love you. And that wasn't something I realized until I started dating many years later. Mm. And I would wonder, like, why do I have such a hard time, like, like expressing my feelings when it's anything other than happiness? Mm. Like, I can be happy just fine. I can be excited just fine. But if I was, like, tired from work or if, like, my friend canceled plans with me and I was disappointed about it, I would just, like, keep my mouth shut and, like, bottle it in. And then, I don't know, up down the line, I just made that connection because I probably read something about Taylor Swift again. And I was like, right. wait a minute. I thought that about her because everyone was like saying that. Right. Um. So I 
yeah, I just wonder like how many girls out there were like emotionally stunted. Yeah. Because of the Taylor Swift like hate campaign that happened. Hmm. Um, because it feels like a little too too strong of a connection for me to ignore. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, um <laughs> so just so I heard you correctly, one component of the Taylor Swift hate campaign is that Taylor Swift is too emotional and too yeah. like with her emotion she just just she's too much it's just too much and so how you internalize that is like oh in order for like men society to like joyce joyce needs to just be chill yeah being emotional was bad because Mm. then people will treat me or talk about me like they talked about taylor swift Mm. and i saw childish or annoying over annoying (laughs) overreacting emotional and for some reason emotional was like the worst thing you could be yeah maybe like you know not to tie in like childhood trauma but like needy like I was always praised for being such like an easy right kid to take care of that Mm. like all of a sudden I'm hormonal I'm losing my mind every day Mm. I'm 14 years old um that's yeah that's the furthest thing from being easy to handle um But turns out I was also emotionally neglected <laughs> as a kid. So what's up? Interesting, interesting connection there. Oh, yeah. wow. Music really takes you to places. That's it for really sure. It really takes you to places. Dang. I think we should wrap up. Um, yeah, I think yeah. so too. <laughs> Have you seen the Taylor Swift Tiny Desk? Yeah, I love it. I always watch the Taylor Swift Tiny Desk. I love it. Great. Yeah, Amazing. I love it. <laughs> I i go Taylor and like go us for like, I don't know, listening to trying, trying to do the new music thing. Trying to do do this new music situation. I am pretty determined to go to this music festival this summer. I've never been to a music festival before. And it's like a, I guess it's like a rock slash punk slash like, I guess it's a rock, rock music festival. Okay. um with like mayday parade oh and like voice like girls. this is these like emo bands i listened to when i was younger and then so i'm determined to go to that and that i think will be maybe a, another musical renaissance for me okay wow. <laughs> to experience something new and be brave and go to it's also in texas oh so my gosh wish me luck <laughs> oh my god oh, wow okay um excited for that episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I make it out in one piece, I'll be happy to share. I love it. Closing note from me on my piano, I'm learning how to play slash sing some Elton John songs. Um, Amazing. So that's me. I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> um, I, I had trauma to unpack about that, but it will. About Elton it. John or about playing piano? Well, all of it, but you oh, know, like okay, picking I which song I should pick i mean it was just a common theme of like am i picking a right song is this too pop is this too basic is this too hard is this too is elton john cool is he canceled i don't you know (laughs) true (sighs) so 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 many things and then in in none of those questions is does jason like song unclear unclear we're we're shrugging we're shrugging shrugging. pauses shrugs yeah yeah, shrugs all around shrugs shrugs (laughs) no one knows no one knows well Um, stay tuned for future episodes stay tuned (laughs) uh call to action was if your dad plays music radio in while driving Mm -hmm. um or not we're not my dad actually i think he prefers classical music while driving but not opera because the classical music channel sometimes plays opera and he says it makes him sleepy. So I don't want him to be sleepy while driving. <laughs> I also dead. prefer if my dad like wasn't driving. Like I'd rather drive him. He kind of drives like a maniac, to be honest. Anyway. <laughs> driving episode. That's coming oh, up. No. Oh, oh no. no. I have a I have a trauma now. Oh. Um thanks everyone. Um yeah. you're all the best. See you next time. Yeah, see you next episode. Bye. Bye.